Unprepared to engage Mormon missionaries when they knock on your door? Perhaps the book Mormonism 101 will help. Mormonism 101, published by Baker Book. Available at your favorite Christian bookstore. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Well, if there is one unique aspect that separates the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints with New Testament Christianity is that the LDS Church places a very strong emphasis on temples. They have opened a number of these unique buildings throughout the world. In fact, in Utah here, we just saw the open house of the Saratoga Springs Temple. Eric, you had an opportunity to go to that temple and conduct a, an outreach, handing out material to people that were visiting there. I also visited the Saratoga Springs Temple. I, in fact, took three of our young interns that are serving at our church over the summer just to give them a taste of what the inside of a temple looks like and to hear what the Latter-day Saints say about these buildings. But before we get into that, I think we should give our listeners a little bit of a background. Why are these buildings so important to Latter-day Saints? And if they're so important, why can't they even talk about what goes on in these buildings? Because they actually make oaths vowing not to talk about some of the intricacies of what they do in these buildings. But we've been doing outreaches at various LDS temples for many years now. The first one was, of course, the San Diego Temple, which was a huge outreach. It was open for many weeks, and we were out there every day and handed out a lot of material. I think this temple was so important because it was built right on the site of Interstate 5, which is a main thoroughfare going north and south between San Diego and Los Angeles. And people were able to watch this building go up, and it's quite a massive structure. Yeah, we did that for six weeks. Uh, thousands of people came. I think they said 700,000 people came over those six weeks, and people were constantly walking by. We had access to them. What's interesting is they're closing the San Diego Temple soon, and they're going to reopen it, and they're going to have another open house. This will be an interesting time if, if we get a chance to go out there and remember the time from 1993. You know, some people might say, well, that's their big deal. Why are you raining on their parade? Well, it's because in a lot of these areas, many of the people that are going to these temples are not members of the LDS Church. They may be just curious and want to know what their neighbors happen to believe, and maybe this will help them better understand them. I think it's important to get this information in people's hands. And I think, if I remember correctly, we handed out well over 100,000 of these newspapers during that uh, outreach we had in San Diego. I think the number was 178,000. I think you're right. 
And that is just a lot of newspapers. Now, we still do that. Uh, we go to temple open houses, and we have a newspaper very similar to the one we made in San Diego. And that is very helpful, especially when you get that into the hands of somebody who's not LDS, who's coming to see it just because they're curious or their friends are bringing them. Uh, if people would like to see what our newspaper looks like, they can go to our website, sacredorsecret.com. Sacredorsecret.com is a website we use because it's catchy. People will see that and they'll yell out their window. They'll say, oh, it's sacred. And yes, it's sacred, but it's also secret. And we have a quote from Richard Bushman in the newspaper that explains that. But go to sacredorsecret.com. At the top, there is a link to look at the PDF of the newspaper. Now, with Russell M. Nelson becoming the 17th president of the church, He's actually surpassed the amount of temples that he has announced and are now moving towards the construction and dedication stage, even more so than Gordon B. Hinckley, who is the 15th president of the church. He announced quite a few temples. In fact, it was during his reign as president that he came up with the smaller version of the temples that they could put a lot of these buildings in areas that have less LDS population than others. And so they didn't really need these big buildings like we see often in Utah. So they use smaller ones, but the functions were basically the same. Yeah. Right now there are just under 180 operating temples throughout the world, but because Russell M. Nelson since 2018 has been declaring 15 to 20 temples a year that would be built that is an incredible number. He's at somewhere around 120 temples, uh, a pace that has never been seen in Mormonism. So you have over 300 temples that are going to be open probably in the next five years. That is an amazing pace, and it's hard to keep up with that, Bill, because of all these open houses that are taking place. Uh, we can only be at one at a time, and really, not much happened between 2020 and 2022. Very few temple open houses or openings were taking place, but starting in 2023 and going on into the next few years, we're looking at 20, 25 temples a year that are being dedicated. Uh, it's just an amazing number. Well, let, let's talk about the significance to Latter-day Saints, because these are buildings that are not even open on Sunday. They are closed on Sunday. And people go to these buildings to, well, for lack of a better word, to learn various secrets. And the old temple ceremony, before it was revised in 1990, actually said that there were obligations of secrecy that members going through the temple had to make as they went on their journey through these various buildings. It's called the endowment ceremony. They also do marriages for time and eternity in these temples, and they have what's also known as baptisms for the dead. The number one ritual in any given Latter-day Saint temple, of course, would be baptisms for the dead. They feel that it's necessary to baptize those who have died without water baptism, because in Mormonism, Baptism in water is a salvific issue. You cannot be saved without being baptized. And not just baptized, you have to be baptized by someone of authority. And of course, the LDS Church claims it's the only one that has this authority. So it's absolutely essential that you become a Latter-day Saint if you hope to be truly saved as they understand it. Uh, an evangelical Christian hearing the word baptism for the dead makes it sound like maybe they're bringing in dead bodies and baptizing them. No, they do that vicariously. And so Latter-day Saints, they have to 
have the ability to go in because they're worthy. They're considered worthy. Even the the kids who are in their teenage years are allowed to go in and get baptized, but they also have to have kind of like a, what's called a temple recommend and interview an interview that takes place between them and the bishop, possibly the stake president. Uh, so this is something that you could have a 13-year-old going in there regularly to do these to do the work, and when they get baptized on somebody else's behalf, then that opens up the door for a spirit missionary from paradise to go to spirit prison and to be able to give the gospel message of Mormonism. A lot of people ask us, well, as a Christian, should I go to an open house? And we've often said that, look, as far as we're concerned, this building is just concrete and carpet, all right? That's all it is to us. I find, though, that if a Christian were to go to an open house, that does at least give them an opportunity to discuss their visit with their LDS friends. It may even impress their LDS friends that you took the time to look into this, even though you're not going to really understand what goes on inside these buildings, or you may know some of the significance of why they do it, but that's about it. You make a great point, because if you're just going in for curiosity's sake, what what's the difference? But if you're doing it because the possibility of you asking a Latter-day Saint friend, hey, I went through your temple, I have a few questions, could we go have lunch? And I'd like to ask you those questions. In our newspaper, we actually list some of the questions that you possibly could ask. But in Utah, where we live, Bill, there are a number of open houses that are going to be taking place here in the next year. St. George, for instance, if you want to go down south, September 15th through November 11th. I mean, we're talking about three months You don't have to have a reservation. You can actually just go there, and they'll get you in. Now, we should clarify, there's two temples in St. George. There's one of the pioneer temples, and those are categorized that way because these were built during the early years of the settlement of the state of Utah. But they also have another temple that's built in another area of St. George where the population is really moving, kind of like here in the Salt Lake Valley. Everything's heading west. Well, there, it's kind of heading southeast, and there's a temple out there as well. Which one are you talking about opens up? The Pioneer one, the one that's been around, and in fact, more sightings have probably happened at that Temple of Spirit, supposedly, including the signers of the Declaration of Independence and others. So I think you and I are both interested to go through that temple, very historic temple. The other temple is called Red Cliffs, and that temple is going to open sometime in the next six months. They have not announced the dates yet, but probably going to wait until after November 11th to open that one for an open house. And then you also have the Orem Temple in Utah. That's open from October 27th through December 16th. So that's actually going through Thanksgiving and right up to the holidays. And like the San Diego Temple, the Orem Temple is being built right off of the Interstate 15. And so... If you drive that I-15 corridor on a regular basis, you've also been watching that building go up as well. And it's interesting because Orem is right across from where Provo is. Provo has two temples, and now you're going to have the Orem Temple. So you're going to have three within somebody within 15 minutes could probably go and visit all three of those. Then you have the Taylorsville Temple. Dates have not been announced. You have the Layton Temple in Utah. So here in Utah, if you wanted to go to an open house, there's going to be lots of opportunities uh, for the rest of 2023 and into 2024. But if you do this... As an evangelistic tactic, I think that's not a bad idea to be able to go in there. You're not going to learn very much going to a temple open house, but 
to observe, to understand a little bit of what goes on, but then you have legitimate questions. I think a Latter-day Saint would love to talk to you more about the temple, and I think it would be a great opportunity. I I think you're right, and this is why we've always told people, well, if you are engaging Latter-day Saints, or you plan on engaging Latter-day Saints, this probably would be a good idea to give you the proverbial foot in the door to talk to your LDS acquaintance about some of these things. Now, as we've been saying, they're probably not going to answer a lot of your real pointed questions like, well, I heard that you have to learn secret handshakes. Now, they call them tokens, but they are secret handshakes, very similar to what you find in Freemasonry. And there's a reason why. Joseph Smith, the founder of the Mormon movement, was a Mason, and he incorporated a lot of Masonic aspects into the endowment ceremony. And so you will see those kind of uh, parallels if you're familiar with Freemasonry. One of the things that we do when we're out at one of these temple open house events is we want to tell people the truth of what goes on there. In fact, I was in Bentonville just in June and uh, had a Christian come out and they said, I hear there's a marriage room in there where they consummate the marriage. We've heard that a number of times. I had to correct that. That is not true. And I explained that that is something that is a rumor. So I would think Latter-day Saints would want us to be out there to help people understand better what goes on. Well, that rumor, and you're right, we've heard it many times, this is one of the drawbacks when you cloud what goes on in this ceremony. You open yourself up to all sorts of rumors out there that, of course, need to be corrected. And you're right. We want to make sure that the information that we hand out is absolutely accurate and documented thoroughly. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.